Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Leach Report Radio Network presents Stockyard Spank. Sunday morning sports talk. To interact with the show, call us at 859-280-2287. That's 859-280-CATS. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Stock Stockyards Bank Sunday morning sports talk. Here live from Clark's Main Street Market across from Rupp Arena. I am Anthony White. Alongside of me for two weeks in a row. Yeah. Very blessed to have the Larry Vaught alongside of me. How are you doing this morning, Larry? I'm doing as well as I can be, so I got no complaints at all. Well, I'm doing great now that you're sitting next to me. Not that Jack, <laughs> I don't feel great with Jack sitting next to me, but, you know, it's just good to have you in the house. I have Jack in the house all the time. Yeah, that's special treats. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying <laughs> it. Once I get up and get moving, I'm okay, yeah. Right. And my man... Jack Pilgrim still down at Peach Jam, enjoying the weather, enjoying some good basketball, and doing what he does best, covering college, high school, recruiting, sport, basketball. So how's it going down there, Jack, man? You tanning any? Are you actually doing work? Man, I haven't gotten a tan, haven't gotten weather. I've been sitting inside of a gym. The time I arrived until the I left, and I'm actually – on my way home right now, there are no U.K. targets in the championship game, so I was like, man, there's reason for me to hang around and delay my uh, time home. Did you break? And, uh, more than I could in an entire year, but, yeah. Okay, well, now, now don't excuse my ignorance. I've worked with you for I don't know how many months now. So you only cover UK, or is that just most of your your fan base? That's most of your target audience, because I, I figure uh, nationally you just want the national news. I, well, I, I, they kind of go hand in hand when when you cover Kentucky, you cover all the the big national guys, right? Because it's right, all right. the top twenty, top top thirty prospects in America. So uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I essentially follow along with all of the recruitments of the top you know, top five-star kids, and uh, that's who I cover. That's who I interview. That's who I, you know, keep uh, keep updated on their recruitments. And uh, so that's what I did this week. I talked to, shoot, a dozen-plus top-rated five-star kids in 2022, uh, 2023, 2024. Uh, and, yeah, it was a great time. Got to uh, evaluate them, got to follow along where Coach Cal and his assistants were, who they were watching, who may be on offer, uh, watch list, and, and those sorts of things. So, yeah, it was a great time. And, uh um, always my favorite event of the year. Oh, we will get back to some of that basketball that you covered down there. But first, let's give you a synopsis of the show this morning. We will have Zach Yenzer on at 10 o'clock, the new U.K. offensive line coach. We'll have Brooke Downing, Brooks Downing on at 1030. 
to talk about the Bahamas trip and how ec- economical or how maybe not economical it may be for you to get down there. For Jack Pilgrim to get down there, you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me and you'll be watching on the TV. Right. Be, yeah. I know Jack is making plans, so Jack, we will have a little insight on what it's going to cost you to get down there, the best route to get down there, and the best time to get down there with uh, when Brooks join us at 1030. And we will also have uh, Maurice Douglas, uh, Springfield High football coach, the coach of Anthony Brown, to talk with us at 1130. Uh, and there's, that's twofold because Mo Douglas was a, a defensive back at UK that was drafted in the NFL draft. He played 11 years in the NFL. Played 11 years in the NFL, and he has brought his son here, who's no longer here, but he's brought a couple of good players to us, and he's now currently the coach of UK's latest commit. Anthony Brown. We will also talk a little bit of track. There has some things that have been going on, some former ties to Kentucky, some current ties to the University of Kentucky. And um, Larry and I discussed this in pregame, but there is some. we will discuss a little media day because I didn't realize our shows are weekly, so there's been such a big gap. The media day was last week as well. Yeah, so. and, and did you see the news? I kind of missed it initially on Thursday and saw it Friday about where the NCAA council is Division One Council is, is basically saying now they're going to let players transfer all they want. Wow! And just be so you could start out, play somewhere as a freshman, transfer as a sophomore, transfer as a junior, transfer as a senior, and I think be eligible every year. So we are headed. We are we are directly headed into uh, a D League in football. I've been saying this for the past two years, and from even just the. The, the boundaries they are widening and the less control they're having is showing that they're, they're out of control. So if you want any – and the coaches now, all the SEC coaches and the NCAA coaches are wanting control. They want some kind of control. They feel like this thing is getting out of hand. And the only way for that to do for them to do that now that the NCAA is relinquishing all these uh, – the stronghold they have on it is to make – form your own league and form your own rules. And, and I think the NCAA is going to be like the Buffaloes, Akron, Kent State, uh, Jackson State, and I think most of HBCUs are going to go to the NCAA, and it'll just be the mid-majors will yeah. make up the NCAA, and all the Power Fives are going to make up. The, re- the rest of it will be the minor league to bring them up. Yeah, you yeah. Just, you just train them down there. So it'd be, I don't know if that, how much of an impact that might have in uh, basketball, Jack, but I think it'll be huge in football. Jack, have you thought about that while you're doing your recruiting? Yeah, I uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it could definitely make a big impact. I know it's been uh, uh, de- definitely huge in basketball. I just talked to a bunch of these recruits down here about the G League and the, kind of the, the impact that that's made on their recruitments. We just saw Aaron Bradshaw push back his recruitment entirely because the G League came calling. So, uh, yeah, the, the football equivalent and some of the, the new updates uh, over there, I mean, they could be a complete game changer for the entire sport. Well, I said we're going to get back to you before we get into some track things. It has been almost a week, and I don't think you had covered very many games before we talked to you last time. Uh, what kind of news you have coming from us down there? What have you seen? Yeah, commitment um, watch. Commitment watch. Yeah. Don't, don't tell us. What's that? Th- what's the word he used last week or two weeks ago about uh, DJ Wagner? Uh, very uh what's momentum or something yeah momentum or something. yeah yeah, don't, yeah we don't want to hear the momentum talk jack tell us what you know <laughs> uh yeah the big one right now well there's two actually uh Ugana kingsley finished up his official visit to kentucky things went unbelievably well as expected i don't know if you saw on social media the pictures he posted 
I don't know if I've seen a kid ever be as happy on a visit as he was uh, posting those pictures. He was holding the national championship trophy, and he just looked like he belonged in a Kentucky jersey, and that's uh, kind of the overall vibe leaving campus that uh, he loved every second of it, that there was a lot of talk about, you know, you know, he announced his reclass that we talked about on the show uh, last Sunday, that that was kind of an unspoken secret at this point, that everybody kind of just knew behind the scenes it was going to happen at some point. It was just kind of a, a formality at this point. It gets announced, so he's officially in 2022. Uh, he's wrapping up a, a, a – he's starting an official visit to Oklahoma. I, I was told there was still some uncertainty if he would even make that trip, uh, but I think uh, out of respect to that coaching staff, uh, they wanted to make sure that they, you know, did the process the right way and, and at least check that box. Uh, but I have heard nothing, uh, nothing of the contrary that uh, this won't be wrapped up very soon in favor of Kentucky, and it should be to open up this week. And on top of that, Justin Edwards, who's a five-star wing, put, making a push for the number one spot in the class, he is announcing his commitment on Monday, and uh, that one is all but locked up. I mean, that's that's that one's as, as close to a done deal as you can get with Kentucky. So. Uh, it could be very, very big news here for Kentucky fans here in the next couple of days. Uh, a major commitment in the class of 2022 to wrap up this past roster going into the Bahamas and then going into 2023 with Justin Edwards. So, so does Kingsley have a Dwayne Washington like what Shaden Sharp had? <laughs> no, he doesn't. It's not. I mean, by definition, he does because he, you know, he's a kid from from Nigeria. He did have to get over to the state somehow. Uh, you know, he there there were some things going on behind the scenes, and that was part of the reason why it was so hush hush about the reclass talk. About you know, he he came out with this quote back in, back in June that he said Kentucky was my dream school. It was a place I always wanted to attend. Uh, it was the only school I wanted to attend growing up. And uh, his people kind of put out a uh, delete those quotes. You know, he wasn't supposed to say that. It was supposed to be kind of kept hush hush uh, because they wanted to do the process the right way. And uh, you know, they just they, they had some relationships that they had to tie up and and do some sort some different things. But uh, it's not any Dwayne Washington or anything like that. But yes, he does have a handler and. Uh, it has made some things complicated. That's why the, the, the verbiage and things that have gone out the way they have, uh, that was for that reason specifically. So uh, now that we can cut through all the, uh, you know, all the garbage and nonsense, so to speak, we're, we're, we're now officially able to talk about him being a reclass kid uh, and how Kentucky is the overwhelming, overwhelming favorite to land him, and they always have been. So uh, yeah. long story short, not a Dwayne Washington, but it, but it is a little complicated. And, and then you told us if he came, he's going to the plan is he would redshirt. And I think I remember saying, why would he come and just say, I'm going to redshirt? Why not just come and see if he's good enough to play or not? Has the talk on that changed any? Or So that is, that is interesting. Um, I am told that UK's plan is still to you know, redshirt him behind Oscar Sheboy. He doesn't care about playing early, although uh, on the flip side, Oklahoma, who is hosting them on an official visit right now, their main pitch entirely is let's get you on campus and you can play 20 to 25 minutes from day one. So that's yeah. their argument. Kentucky yeah. right now is saying we're not going to play you at all. Uh, you know, we want you to redshirt and develop you know, behind a national player of the year in Oscar Sheboy. Oklahoma is saying forget that. Why would you go somewhere and not play? You can come here and develop and do what you wanted to do while still playing 25 minutes a game for – you know, not a, a, a phenomenal 
national title contender in Oklahoma, but, you know, not a bad program at all. So uh, that's going to be something that if there is any hiccup whatsoever, it's the promise of playing time on Oklahoma's side. I've been told that he doesn't even really want to play, that the whole point of doing this is to, you know, develop. He knows he's behind physically, not in a shade and sharp way. He knows he's behind physically. (laughs) He's very, very raw offensively. Uh, so he he wants to develop and actually learn behind you know a, a superstar in Oscar Sheboy, not be thrown into the Sharks uh, from from day one uh, like like he would be at Oklahoma. Hold on, hold on, Larry, hold that hold that thought. I'm gonna ask this question because I think this sums up some of what you're asking, and I'm curious about this. But we're gonna talk about it on the other side of this break. But I do want to sum up this question. Well, Larry, you're you're kind of dismayed about what Jack is saying. Is this something about no, honestly, about a. Uh, Someone coming over on a visa that is not like an American kid who's grown up to be entitled and I'm going to the NBA, I'm going to make millions. When you come from another country, you want to start a whole other life. It's, going to, it's a process. It's not something you're trying to make happen overnight. You want to get used to the customs. And, you, and like I said, you're on a visa. So if things don't go well, you may, have, you may go back to a lifestyle that you were not comfortable in, in the first place. So you want to make the best of it, make a change of lifestyle. So hold on to that thought. Okay. And we're going to throw that around a little bit when we come back from this break. You are listening to Stockyards Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk on News Radio 630 WLAP. This is the home of the Wildcats, 630 WLAP. Welcome back. Stockyards Bank Sunday morning sports talk. I'm Anthony White, along with Larry Vaught and Jack Pilgrim, who is no longer at Peach Jam, but is trekking his way back to the good old bluegrass. Uh, before we went into break, uh, Jack and Larry were throwing around the idea of why Kingsley may want to come and not be an immediate impactor or, or make an impact or play immediately. And Larry, the, the elder of the group, has questions to that. Jack, you never know he's a millennial, so he kind of <laughs> changes his opinion quite often. I'm going to start back off where Larry was at questioning Jack even saying that Kingsley said he's going to come a red shirt and he's okay with that because this is University of Kentucky, Larry. Yeah, that, that just kind of worries me a little, Jack, that if a kid would be that passive coming to Kentucky. And why not just say, I mean, I don't understand why that even – talk about that you're going to redshirt. What if he gets on campus and he's the best player? He's not going to be, but what if? It just seemed like you would say he, he's going to come and we'll see how he fits in like he does, that John Calipari does with any other player he recruits. Because he's, if he's coming to Kentucky, he's not going to be here five years. That's true. Yeah, and I, I will add, he's only been in the States for 10 months. He's only been, to, been in America for, for not even a year at this point. He grew up playing soccer, very new to the sport, uh, just kind of has a natural knack for, for being an elite shot blocker, but still unbelievably new to the game of basketball. So I think there's this, the hesitancy comes from just being new to the sport and not wanting to you know go from not even picking up a basketball a year and a half ago to you know starting at center for you know anybody, let alone at the University of Kentucky, you know under the national spotlight from day one. They, they want to gradually ease him. You know, from a personality perspective, I've talked to him, you know, two, three times now in person. And, you know, he's getting better at interviews, but it's very clearly a new thing for him. And, you know, it's just an adjustment. I mean, to, to throw a kid into the fire that early, again, this isn't Shaden Sharp. This isn't Dwayne Washington where, uh, you know, it's kind of some 
shady behind the scenes stuff or, you know, kind of the, the manipulation and things like that. Uh, this is truly a, a genuine kid. He's a very nice kid who uh, just has, you know, trying to find his way in America and, and, you know, find the best fit for him. And, you know, he's, he wants to be at Kentucky. He's always wanted to be at Kentucky and, and do this thing the right way. So uh, I, and, and, you know, maybe I, it, maybe they don't officially classify it as a re, uh, as a red shirt. Uh, I, I just know that the plan is, isn't to play him immediately from day one. If, if they bring him in and they want to play him five, 10 minutes, I just, I think they're being cautious with the wording of it because, they don't want Lance Ware to get frustrated and say, you know, why am I even here? If you're not going to play me, you're going to bring in a guy from a, a guy who didn't even touch a basketball, you know, a year ago. You're going to bring him in and play him over me when I've been, you know, stuck around three years and trying to find my way here. You're going to let some guy walk off the street and play ahead of me. So I think they're just trying to be cautious with the wording and, and, and try to make all parties involved happy, make sure there's an understanding, you know, on Kingsley's side that, hey, you're going to come in and you're, you're a development piece, whether that means you officially red shirt, you know, have a red shirt tag on your name, or you're just, you know, an end of bench guy who plays very sparingly or, you know, whatever you want to use the terminology. I just, I just think they're just, it's a very touchy situation that they're trying to handle uh, as delicately as possible. Big Blue Nation, we would like to hear from you. You can join the show at 859-280-CATS. That's 859-280-2287. We are talking right now, we're talking Kingsley. You can call in and discuss Kingsley's, Kingsley's mindset of if choosing Kentucky or uh, choosing Kentucky, does, does his mindset bother you? We're going to talk SEC media's days. Uh, we're going to talk Sidney McLaughlin. We're also going to talk Abby Steiner. Uh, we have a bunch of great guests uh, lined up, so get on the phone lines before we start rolling those guests between 10 and 11 o'clock. Call in and let us know what you think. I am avoiding at all costs. I am trying to avoid throwing shade at the burnt orange down south. Do it. Do because it. Because whether you think Kingsley's mindset on coming to UK and wanting to play, wanting to redshirt, I think is a lifestyle change coming from another country. But if I, Larry Vaught, if I pay players to come to my university, and they put up <laughs> they put up the kind of performances that Pruitt was putting up. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't know if you shouldn't just be fired for 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 spending money in the wrong for what does they call shrink that's or what, misappropriation of funds. That's what, that's what Tennessee did basically. <laughs> they'd been they'd been 12 and 0. They wouldn't have fired him. Right. We both know that. We both know that. They just wanted to fire him. I had to pay it and then use the money for something else. But but I love the fact they got 18 level one violations, including his Pruitt's wife was giving money to recruits, giving yeah. cash to recruits. I'm, I'm guessing Bill Curry's wife Carolyn didn't oh, hand you any cash when you got on oh, campus. No. When has that ever been a thing though? Like when is I've your never, wife getting? I've never heard of that. That's why it just stunned me when I saw her name there. I have never – now, there's, you know, the best-looking wives, coaches, they have those type of things, but I've never seen a wife really get involved. You leave that business to them, 
Because if you run a infraction and your husband loses his job and the whole university is on some kind of yeah. sanctions or something, I've just never heard of a white getting involved in it, or at least not being caught. But we are going to continue a little bit more of this talk. If you want to jump in on this next uh, segment, you can reach us at 859-280-2287. You are listening to Stockyards Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk on News Radio 630 WLAP. Morning Sports Talk, presented by the Leach Report Radio Network on 630 WLAP. Sunday morning sports talk. This hour of Sunday morning sports talk has been brought to you by Country Boy Brewery. I am Anthony White, alongside Larry Vaught in studio, and Jack Pilgrim trekking his way back to the bluegrass from Peach Jams, giving us updates, talking everything this morning. We've talked UK hopeful commits, Tennessee's debacle. Uh, we haven't gotten to the track stuff yet. We haven't gotten Sidney McLaughlin and Abby Steiner, and uh, we got to talk SEC media days. We have Coach Yenzer lined up. We have Brooks Downing lined up. We have Mo Douglas lined up. Uh, it's going to be a long day. If you want to continue to join the show, because from 10 until 11, we have guests lined up, and it's tough to get in, you can reach us at 859-280-CATS, 859-280-2287. And we already have callers on the line, so let's go to the lines. Larry, how are you doing this morning? Hey, what's going on? Uh, before I get on the track and field, I'd like to say something about Kentucky football. You know, Kentucky basketball, you know, we haven't had the last two years very good, but we always get the respect, I guess, because of past history. Is You know, we come out we're always rated, you know, like two or three, one, and it all just depends in the country. Well, Mark Stoops, to me, has done well enough to get more respect than he's getting. It's, it's just amazing to me that our team, you know, we've beaten South Carolina and they're always rated above us. And I, I, it just blows my mind that all these these uh, coaches supposed to be or these people that vote, you know, on on Kentucky, they just overlook us like we're the same old Kentucky, you know. But you know, I know we haven't won the East, but uh, we've done enough that that we're. Uh, I mean, give them a little respect. I mean, my Lord, you know what they're giving us. But uh, as far as going to track and field, we you know, Kentucky, it's amazing they had these two athletes come through in the last two years or three. And, you know, uh, by breaking that record, I watched her yesterday, the other day run. This girl, I mean, McLaughlin, my car, she was like a racehorse. She she reminded me of Secretariat when she won that race that's that big. I mean, I've never seen nothing like that girl. And, of course, uh, the other girl, I, I think Stein kind of ran out of gas, you know, toward the end. I think she ran so many races. But, you know, it's, it's amazing what these two athletes have done. And I guess that's basically what i got to say today. Well, I appreciate that, Larry. We were going to throw those things around, so we appreciate your call. And we, we will continue this conversation. And uh, starting off with Sydney, I know I talked to you, Larry, three years ago, maybe, I think three years ago. And I think Sydney had ran a 51 or a 52, mm-hmm. which I, I and uh, talking to my sports expert or my track expert uh, co-host, Van House, he the 50 she runs over hurdles would place 
are almost placing a lot of yeah. women's just open four hundreds. A lot of them she'd win. <laughs> and think about this: that with that fifty point six eight that she ran, she's the first woman to run under fifty one seconds, and she's now got four of the fastest time in history. And wow! Four of the five fastest, and she's what twenty three something like that now. It's yeah. it's crazy. Your body doesn't start breaking down to 30, Larry, unless you forgot that. Jack, take that <laughs> I note. That. Your body doesn't start breaking down to 30, so she got seven <laughs> more years. But the question is this, and it's, and it's kind of twofolded where I asked you if she could break 50 and you thought that that was too many seconds. It was like, I think we were talking like two whole seconds to get yeah. down at when we first talked about it, to get under. But the fact, the twofold is the fact that she's not being pushed probably won't make her drive that extra to do it. But it seems like it can be done because she's doing it. She's running fifty with no with no push. Yeah. So if she's pushed somewhere, she could break fifty. And I think she's got that inner drive too. Yeah. I think she wants to do to do that. And her, her coach Bobby Kersey, I mean, he's really good at that. And I think they've, they've get, worked a great schedule with her. I mean, they kind of pace how often she's right out there and competes. But it seems like every time she competes. She lowers her record. I mean, so, so whatever training regimen and whatever they've got her on, it works so perfect. And I still remember the first time when I heard that there's a chance she was coming to UK, and I called a couple of sports writers in New Jersey. This is when she was a junior in high school, I think. Right. Just, just finished her junior year. And they told me she was the most phenomenal athlete they'd ever seen. And I wow. Thought, wow, that's speaking a lot. Yeah. But, but they were right. And when you think about it, Anthony, you think of all the – one and done that John Calipari's had. Yeah, I think Sidney McLaughlin's the best one and done ever at Kentucky. <sighs> oh, hey, callers, I need your help with this one. <laughs> hey, eight five nine two two eight zero two two eight seven. Because Larry, I'm, I'm thinking Anthony Davis, but I'm, here's I'm and, and this is the problem. It. This is the problem with college sports and college awards after college, like Hall of Fames and those honors yeah. that. They, no matter what they say, they do take what you do after college into consideration. So with that being said, Sydney has to out outplay uh, yeah. Anthony Davis, but that's because of what she's doing at the next level. So, But what, what Anthony did in college is just so remarkable. I, but she was an individual sport, so that makes yeah, it a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, when you take what, what – if you're saying who was a better athlete at UK, it would be Anthony Davis. Right, right. Because he – he competed more. Yeah. He's had more games. But if I just think who's been the most successful yeah. one-and-done athlete ever to leave UK, to me it's Sydney. I mean, she's got four of the five fastest times ever in her event. And she's you, still young. She's won Olympic gold, world gold. She, she does it all. You won't, get any, uh, you won't get any arguments from me, Jack. I don't know if you've ever ran track, Jack, but uh, uh, 50, I don't I think I may have – my best time might have been like a 54 or 52 or something. That was my sophomore good. year. Which I stopped running my sophomore Right, right. So, Jack, I'm not sure if you've ran track and if you want any piece of Sydney McLaughlin on that track. <laughs> I don't, and I, I'm right there with you. I think she uh, – in terms of – I think it's fair to say the most dominant one and done ever at, at Kentucky just because of how she's beating everybody. I think that's something. I mean, like Larry said on the call, it's something I did. We completely agree, disagree with on uh, the the football side of things. Uh, I have something to say about that here in just a second. But just uh, yeah, the secretariat thing. I even tweeted that out. It, I mean, it, she literally beat them by. Uh, I mean, what 
40, 50 length or whatever it ended up being in, in horse terms. I mean, it was unbelievable. She absolutely destroyed the competition. So, you know, we were talking about, oh, you got to break that 50-second mark. Uh, you, you know, what, what, we'll know what else is pushing her. Yeah, I agree with, with our Larry. Uh, it's that internal battle that she has. She's fighting herself, and she's she's competing with herself, saying, I don't care who's behind me. I don't care who's competing with me on the track. I'm competing with myself, and if I could beat my own records and the way I've been dominating this sport for so long, I, I think that part's just as, as impressive as anything. She doesn't need other people to push her. She pushes herself. So I think that's what makes her the most dominant one and done in Kentucky history. Um, but uh, to uh, the caller Larry football point, I don't know if he realizes this, but Kentucky was voted number two in the SEC East uh, just this week alone by the media. So he was saying, I don't know what disrespect the voters are giving Kentucky right now, but uh, Kentucky got four first-place votes this week uh, in the SEC media poll. So I don't necessarily think that that is a, uh, an issue this week at least. Last week it was when we were talking about Phil Steele and some of the other you know national guys disrespecting the Cats. But uh, this week I had clearly a lot of respect going around for, for Kentucky and Mark Soup's program. But what's the amazing thing about it to me is they're voted second in the SEC East. They only had a total of three players on the three preseason all-SEC teams. So that, they're saying that they think Stoops must be the greatest coach alive. <laughs> if he can finish second in the East with only three players good enough to be on the first three teams and nobody on defense. And I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. I mean, we have those upperclassmen. We have the super seniors, the linebackers, which is – you know, they've been there and they haven't garnished a whole lot of wars, but they've been solid players. So maybe they are not a war worthy, but I'm, I mean, fine. Will, Chris, and I don't even know where you get Horsey. a third. Horsey. Horsey. Okay. Okay. That's fine. There's nobody else. I mean, even, I think Ox is going to ball out, but I don't think because of his injury, I don't think he deserves any preseason awards. So I don't take umbrage with that. Okay. Uh, and, uh, I will piggyback off what Jack said and Larry also said. It is – I don't think people understand – we're going to get to a call, but I don't think people understand how remarkable it is for you to continue to break records without being pushed. So there's nobody pushing you to break, which is already a record. No one's yeah. within, what, 20 meters, 10, 20 meters of you, and you're still breaking records because, like you said, you're, you're fighting with your inner self because I've always said in sports, for you to get better, you have to push yourself at game level. And the only way if you get to game level is play games. So she, she doesn't yeah. get to play games. Her competition in track and practice is probably tougher because what they probably do is run her against somebody who has a little staggered lead, and she has to catch them, which makes her overdrive. So uh, we are going to get to back to the phones, and we have Dennis on the line. Let's see what he has to say. Good morning, Dennis. Hey, guys. How we doing? Doing pretty good, man. Good. Um, I got several things to throw around here, and a question at the end, and I'll, and I'll jump off. Most of it doesn't really have to do with Kentucky football, uh, uh, even though I want to talk football. The only thing I'll say about UK football this year, going into the season, is that I, I always I agree with. Frank Kersey's assessment of, of how you evaluate a college football team. And Larry knows what I'm going to say is that you always look at the offensive line. You always start with the offensive line with a with the college football team. They really that that's what controls the game. And uh Kentucky's replacing three offensive linemen and yes, we're we're hoping that they can replace the guys 
with efficiency and, and, and as good as the one that they're going to replace. But that's right now we're hoping, and I'm sure that you know we we don't get to see practices and we don't know what the coaches know. So, but as fans and media, we're just hoping that they can replace uh, the ones before them. Uh, Dennis, Tennessee. Dennis. Dennis, hold on, hold on. Yeah. I'm gonna let you. I don't want your points to get too far. That we have. To, I want to catch up with this one while you're on the phone. And I, and, and okay. I really like you. I've liked you for a long time on calling on this show. The one thing that really, really sticking in my craw right now. Your question, offensive line, hasn't this been the cycle for the past five years? So why would you? Why, if any position you're going to question, I don't know if this is the one to question, just because of the cycle we have for the past five years, going back to Toth and. Who was before Tote? Like, there, there, we have every time we lose the office line, we have done a great job bringing in new, new and developing. So, I'm surprised. That thing, you I would say that, that we had Schlarman before that. That's true. That is, we had Schlarman that. before that, that was that was building death. Last year, I don't think, uh, Wolford? Wolford, I don't think he played that many. I don't think he was rotating guys in and out there to get them experience like Schlarman was. So, that, that's a. And I think Buford and um, the other tackle, um, Flax, I think they've got all the talent, but, you know, I, I don't know if they was if they was given enough reps last year. That's my big question. And then you got Eli Cox, and I think I think I think he in the future. He's, hopefully, you know, it's it's just right now this season. Uh, I think they'll be all right in the future, and they may be all right this year. I just, I, I, I just don't know. Um, you got a good point. I will take that, and I'll sit down. Continue. That's, you have a good point. Uh, Tennessee football. Will, will they? Will they get punished for this? That now that that, that now that there's an NIL. There you just still restrictions. I mean, the universities can't be involved in NIL deals. So if that's directly, if they find that to be a direct violation. That I don't see how they get out of it. But it's not Kentucky, so I'm sure they may find some some way to weasel out of it. And don't you guys get tar- – I, I don't know, but I, I, I listened to Freddie Maggard the other day, and I, I totally agree with Freddie Maggard. I get sick of this South Carolina hype train every year. It's a South Carolina-Tennessee hype train every year. And uh, this Shane Beamer, I mean, he may be a great guy, but to me he was just trying too hard to be cool down there. And I'm going to get Anthony's take on that as a player. How do you see that? Because I just think, to me, it came off as being silly and just a lot of fluff. And, I think that's uh, what you have to do these days. Go ahead. And uh, the last thing, and I'll get off here, with the Kentucky sportsman next year, I mean, you're going to have probably, what, Sidney McLaughlin as a nominee. You're going to have Abby Siner, Oscar Sheway, and Will Levis. Uh, so... I mean, Larry and Anthony. Who, who's who would you get? Who's going to win that award last year? Who do you think deserves it? Uh, it's, to me, it's awfully hard to. You've got world class runners with with McLaughlin and uh, Steiner. I don't see how one of those two uh, doesn't win it. And I'll get off here. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the call, Dennis. Uh, we're going to take a pause and breathe, and we're going to come back after the break, and we will discuss those questions he had. You are listening to Stockyards Bank, Sunday morning sports talk on News Radio 630 WLAP. This is the home of the Wildcats, 630 WLAP.
Welcome back in to Stockyards Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk. I am Anthony White, along with Larry Vault and Jack Pilgrim. We just had a very informative and great call from Dennis. And before we get to the break, we want before we get Coach Yenzer on at the top of the next hour, we want to bring up some of these topics that he spoke about and he what well, we kind of address offensive linemen on the on the air. And Dennis, he sat me down. I, I thought I had a good point. He he did sit me down. And when we have Coach Yenzer on, we're going to ask Coach Yenzer about this. And I'm going to I'm going to throw Yenzer alive. I know he's not going to take it because he's a quality man, but I'm going to let him know I know what he's coming up behind, and I appreciate <laughs> what he's coming up behind. Yeah, so. yeah. I think I think we we had Zach Yenzer on with this right after he got hired, and it was really good. Right. But I think he'll probably be even better this time because he's had a chance to be around the players. Yeah. Gets it home a lot better. They're getting ready to get back to work and get going. So I think it'll be a really good insights into what's going to go on at the tackles. Yeah. Uh, is, is Keontae Goodwin, what's he going to be able to do? How's guys like Jagger Burton and John Young, how are they going to maybe fit in? How difficult is the transition over to center going to be for Eli Cox? Uh, Tayshawn Manning, how big a beast is he? Right, and, right. and also, I think we'll hear a lot of really interesting stuff from uh, Zach. So I would encourage you to keep that right here with us from ten to ten thirty today. You're really gonna like him, and he can play a little golf too. I'm telling you. Well, I'm still in the beginning stages. When you make that much money, you don't have to work as hard. You, <laughs> you know, you can go out. Those guys go out and play golf for two hours. They can get probably well. They get done in like three and a half hours on on uh, eighteen hole, which is ridiculous to me so that means you must be hitting them far and straight so that's fine with me yeah uh and the shane beamer thing he asks about shane beamer you know acting i don't know immature i can't i have to be honest i don't know in detail what he's actually speaking of but i do know this and we've talked about this on the show a lot of times uh with the, the new age these new guys you got to get down on their level and that's what you want your recruiting guys to be basketball and football both the guys who's contact you want them to be hip a little bit you want them to know who the latest rappers are and what's one thing they always do at the media days and uh the like the uh, sports um game days on game day they always show the coaches shoes now they show the kick what kind of dunks you got on so i so shane is acting a little immature and, and playing down to their level the, uh, dennis didn't like it but I think that is the way the game is. I've seen uh, Nick Saban dancing in, in in kids' living rooms, and I'm like, yeah, that don't seem seem like Nick. You, and seen, I played for Nick before. So. You, you, you've seen Mark Stoops dancing yeah, in the locker yeah, room. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm just glad that UK's recent four-star receiver commit out of Ohio, Anthony Brown. Yeah. When I heard he had a famous uncle, somebody I knew. Huh. John Legend. Oh, yeah, we did know that. Yeah, yeah so that's what I was saying. I was just, I'm afraid it's going to be one of these names. I would have to any, so, John Legend, yeah. So, I like that, yeah. So, uh, and the sportsman, I don't know what actually goes into that, but he, we do have a healthy list of the Sportsman Award. We well, do have a healthy the, list coming in. It'll be the, 22, the 2022 Sportsman of the Year, so that'll be the year when Oscar Sheboy swept the yeah. uh, Player of the Year awards. It'll be the year that uh, Abby has won the – Outdoor and indoor NCAA championships and got yeah. a gold medal at the World Games and set all kind of records. And Sydney just did what she did. It'll be based on what Will Levis does this season, yeah, yeah, yeah. not last season. Right. So there's a and that's just four to come to mind right there. Not talking about all the other professional athletes you might have with uh, Kentucky connections and also yeah. the, the the last couple of years. 
it was so hard to pick. I mean, I thought last year was incredibly hard because you had so many people with Kentucky ties that won gold medals at the Olympics. Yeah, you're right. And and also, but it's a great problem to have. And that's one of the really neat things I think the Herald Leader and Mark Story do with that uh, uh, athlete of the year. I still wish they'd go to male and female. Right. I think they've got the point. There's so many good ones on males and females. There's plenty of room. You wouldn't dilute it by doing separate, but they stick with one. All right. And that's Larry Vaught. You want to stick with us at the top of the hour. We will be returning with you. University of Kentucky offensive line coach Zach Ginzer. When we come back at the top of the hour, you are listening to Stockyards Bank Sunday morning sports talk on News Radio 630 WLAP. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.